welcome to Compassion Radio 360. I think it's Friday, which means Compassion Radio's 360 program, where we actually look at the world and hopefully see it as it really is, mm-hmm. with the hopes that it would turn our eyes towards something that God has to say that's even more real than what we think is real all around us. I was just going to say, that's the best way, that's the best lens to view the world, is through the eyes of God and how He sees it. Not to sugarcoat anything, no. but to see the real truth in what's happening in our world. We're looking for gems out there in the world. And when truth comes to us, it is to adorn us. I mean, all through Scripture, the truth is what literally decorates the faithful. We know we've been in a struggle the past few years to identify fact and stick with it just in the secular world. Yeah. Getting back to the basics, finding the real story behind your family Mm -hmm. and where you come from, rediscovering the things that made you who you are is powerful. Yeah. It awakens in us a passion for the things we can be as well. And that's why we're going to focus on the story today, which I have to say off the top of it, is not a political statement. What we're going to talk about is history. Mm -hmm. And the reason we're talking about history right now It's because it's Black History Month. The month of February has been set aside to remember the history of people of color in our country and around the world as well. It includes all kinds of black history. The children of those nations are all here. Mm -hmm. And the children of their children have been growing up around us and in us and among us for all these years. And Mm -hmm. here's the big point, honey, about talking about black history. People said, you know what? This story has not been told long enough. Mm -hmm. So they organized with pastors in churches about 50 years ago to establish this and say, we're going to actually focus one month a year to try to tell our story and discover it for ourselves and let the world know about it so that we know where our place is within American history. Yeah, it's actually been longer than just 50 years. There was a gentleman in the early 20s that came from descendants of slaves who thought, you know, it's important for our community to know the real history of our faith, of our community, of the people that look like us and how they are joined together and the importance of accomplishments within their community. When you talk about the roots of Black History Month, the history of Black History Month, its roots are in the faithful. Yes, it is. The church itself has been behind bringing these stories to light because they didn't want them buried. They wanted the whole family of God and followers of him to understand what makes up a tapestry, even in our own country. The bigger story for us in our generation is that Compassion Radio has been about telling the story of the kingdom of God around the world. Mm -hmm. And the kingdom is who God defines it to be. He said, make disciples of every tribe, people, and tongue on this earth and make disciples. In other words, bring them in. And what the discipleship mean for the kingdom of God then? It meant adoption into a family that was unknown to them before, that God himself in the first person would become the personal father of the faithful that come to him to be adopted. Right. Under Roman law, as he understood citizenship, had certain rights that even natural born children did not have. People who had children naturally in their families, by Roman law, could disown them. Yeah. They could cut them off. But if you made a decision as a parent in Roman law to adopt a child, 
they had superseding rights. They could not be cut off. Mm-hmm. That security of identity was key to the Bible's description of what it means to be secure in our identity in Christ. And that's how Paul described it yeah, all through the New that. Testament. It was a consistent narrative mm-hmm. that to be adopted was extra special. Yeah. So, as you put it to me earlier this morning, honey, when we talk about black history, we're talking about family history. Mm -hmm. And for the church and for the kingdom of God around the world to remember that our kingdom, our family, is much bigger than just our story locally. And our obligation to the family is to get to know them so that we can serve them. Yeah. I read a great quote about the fact that it is our family. And it says, Black history isn't merely a recap of the past or rehashing of past sins. Rather, all history offers us wisdom for our past, present, and future. And I would say all parts of history are essential in our growth. Because history is the story of what has happened. You know, we are told what our history is by our teachers in our schools and by our stories of our parents taught to us and by what we hear in church. The things that we are told throughout our lives build the story of us. When you are introduced to another story that you have not heard, or that seems like it doesn't fit in with what you've already known, that can almost be a bit worrying or mm-hmm. troubling to people mm-hmm. to be told there's more to the story than you have heard. Yeah. So when someone says, wait a minute, there's black history too, not separate from, but missing from the big mm-hmm. history. Mm-hmm. That's why this thing was established. Now, of course, it's spun off to other groups that have noticed that their particular history of their communities have also been excluded from the main narrative of our nation. Mm-hmm. And they said, well, you know, there are a lot of Latinos in this country now missing from this story. Mm-hmm. Asian Americans knew that they were missing from the story. When people are excluded from real history and not mentioned, The history itself is compromised because it doesn't tell the whole story. Mm -hmm. And the people are compromised because they are not valued. Yeah. Well, and we don't have to fear our history or our past. And we can look at our history and call it what it is. This Mm -hmm. is the truth. It's not something that we get to decide whether or not we want to be part of it. Mm -hmm. It is part of us. Another thing that I read that was really interesting in how they encouraged us to consider looking at history and what we can glean from it. There's three different analogies, and one of them is to look at history as a journal, Mm. how it reveals where we've been and how we've arrived at where we are today. And another way is as a coach. Mm. Look at history as a coach that teaches us love and compassion for others. Whether their history is the same as ours or not, personally, our history is all intertwined, like you were just saying. And another way to look at it is a map. And that map can help us to end patterns of sin or disenfranchisement of others, we say, that showed up in our past and showing us how we can work together to avoid those pitfalls and to make things better for each other and to see the image of Christ in Every person. To help us see the image of God, the imprint of his handiwork in every human being, so that we can learn to value people like he does, which in turn will change the way we choose to act. And God does, in fact, want us to be transformational people, not just be transformed personally in our own little bubble, but in community to be a transforming force in the world. Mm -hmm. There's no reason why we can't be transformational to the world if we choose to do so. And there's every reason to not withdraw, pull back, and to ignore because it's not the truth. If you want to know what God really thinks about the world, it's going to be the whole story, the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth. Mm -hmm. That's who God is. I guess one of the reasons why that statement is put in our courts of law, like God is an honest witness, 
you literally swear allegiance to the deity of your choice or to your own word, and you acknowledge, I will tell the whole story. I will not withhold. Mm -hmm. I will be honest in every way to every depth because God is like that. And we can't have real justice. We can't have real equity. We can't have real fairness in the world unless the entire story is told. Yeah. And we can respond yeah. to it. So this goes to the very depth of what it means to be people called by God, salt and light of the world. The church, the followers of Christ, the kingdom of God can choose to be truthful mm-hmm. and to be enlightened by truth so that it will change the path forward. Every history that you read, friends, is going to be in agreement with somebody saying, this is the story of what really happened. A historian drafts that story. They research it. To the best of their knowledge, they put that in front of us. And we either accept it Mm -hmm. or we challenge it. We say, it's either the whole story and we agree with it. Whether we like it or not, we're going to live with that reality and do something about it. Or we ignore it and say, no, I'm not listening to that story. Or I disagree with it. I think you're telling me a lie. Somehow we're going to respond to the historian coming at us. If the historian is agreeable to us, we say it's history. If it's not agreeable to us, we say it's a lie, a fabrication, or a myth. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And we don't accept it as being authoritative. History, for the person who's a student of it, is authoritative. It tells you where we have been. So that story will then tell us the lessons we need to learn. Today, we need to be wise and discerning with what we know about the past so that we can build a roadmap for the future that makes sense and is not built on fictions. That is our big thesis, friends. So we're going to talk more about how that impacts the kingdom and how the kingdom needs to be impacting the situation today when it comes to history. Yeah, it's really important to know our history, like you were saying, because it helps us to solidify who we are now and who we want to become. Mm. And if we don't know our history, if we don't know the things about our past, even our personal histories, then it's really hard to make decisions going forward about who you want to be. Well, it may not be hard to make the decisions, but it's hard to make a wise decision. An informed decision, yeah. Yeah. And so it's important that uh, growing in love and compassion and understanding of all peoples as a Christian, as a believer in God, to know what the person next to me has been through. It's important to know the stories, like we tell on Compassion Radio all the time, the stories of God's work and other people's lives around the world. To know their stories is to enter in to their life in a very deep and compassionate way. And that's what God calls us to. Friends, before we jump back, I just want to remind you that Compassion Radio is a communications ministry, and it depends on the faithful support of you to keep bringing inspiring stories to the air each day. Our vision partners support us monthly with gifts large and small and make it possible for us to take you to the very front lines of faith. Whether you join our vision team or make a one-time gift, thank you for believing in and standing by this ministry. Our project is to provide more Bibles through our partner, Bibles for the World. Please give generously today so that we can help send more copies of the Gospel of John for new believers, along with New Testaments and full Bibles for those growing in their faith. Many of those Bibles are needed right now in Vietnam as the door stands wide open to receive these gifts and serve the church there. Just call us at 1-800-868-2478 to make your gift. You can also text the word COMPASSION to 53445 to give right through your phone. Or visit our website, CompassionRadio.com. Thank you, friends, for everything you've done and what you'll do today. We love you. And now, back to today's discussion. To know their stories is to enter in 
into their life in a very deep and compassionate way. And that's what God calls us to. We can't enter into someone's life at all without genuine compassion or empathy. Yeah. And we're not going to really be functional in addressing the needs of others or being Christ to the world unless we identify with, by the Spirit's power, Mm -hmm. what's really going on in their lives and being willing to hear the story that's being written on their hearts Mm -hmm. right now. And if we truly want to pray, God, your will be done, your kingdom come. Yeah. We need to know what it is that God's doing in the lives of those around us. In the generation before us on this program, Norman Shear would travel the world, and they would often say when they came back to tell a tough story about something happening in a country that was being persecuted or that was suffering in some way, they would say, we have no right not to know. Mm -hmm. And as the body of Christ, we have no right to ignore the pains of our own body. It's one of the reasons why Paul writes an entire analogy of the body of Christ being a body, Mm -hmm. that the arm can't say to the leg, I don't need you. You're not going to go anywhere unless your feet take you there. So every part of the body has some relationship to another part of the body, whether they want to or not. Well, we read in Revelation how every tribe and every nation, every tongue, and you kind of mentioned that earlier, will be there in the throne room Mm -hmm. of God when Christ is revealed. It's important, I think, if you're a little iffy or concerned about being around people of other colors than you, Mm -hmm. then I think you need to visit that within your own heart. You need to sit with that and say, okay, God... Why am I uncomfortable? Right. And the, the reason that narrative there, right? most people are uncomfortable with those things is because they don't know the story of another person. And we, myself included, assume a lot of things yeah. about people that are around us that we don't know. We can be quick to judge when we don't know the full depth of their story. And that's one of the reasons I do think it's important for us to lean in to those stories. And when it's Black History Month, to lean into the stories of our brothers and sisters in Christ who are of another color than us. In Hispanic History Month and in Indigenous People's History Month and Asian People's History Month, it's important, not just in those months, but all the time, but especially during those months, because you can find a lot of great stories and historical truth if you just lean in. And by knowing, it removes a lot of unintentional, maybe, bias. Yeah. I remember traveling and thinking to myself, I want to make friends everywhere I go and go to churches, different traditions or different faith cultures that tap into the taproot of Christ. You know, some of the oldest churches and oldest fellowships in the world are the Assyrian Church and the Coptic Church of Egypt. They go all the way back to the first century. They can count all the way back to the original patriarchs, the people that knew the apostles. Well, and in Ethiopia as well, there's old churches there. So they tap into that. Mm -hmm. But stepping into it, it seems like a very foreign world to me Mm -hmm. because it was not my culture. But I wanted to make friends. And I remember being reminded by a pastor in Egypt that we don't need you to be our friend. We need you to be our brother. Mm Mm-hmm. Wow, that's a that's a profound statement. And especially today, I don't want us to be missing in action mm. wherever our family is, where there's celebrations to be joined, to join the party. You know, Jesus showed up on the scene and actually made his mark by attending parties and sponsoring them. He was a DJ for one of the biggest wedding parties in history. <laughs> he changed the water to wine. He was doing things there to be with the people. And it wasn't a crowd that he personally went out to recruit and assembled to come there. He was invited. And when he came in, it suddenly went to a whole new level. And how is it with our kingdom of God family around the world when we show up together, no matter where we started, and identify ourselves as adopted by the Father 
and ask the Holy Spirit and Jesus to come be with us. How that becomes a celebration, even in hard times. I mean, mm-hmm. We've seen so many times when facing persecution or in refugee camps, but there's nothing on the table hardly, but there is celebration. There is community and there's love because of Jesus. Yeah. yeah. The last point I want to get to is about theology. We talk about history and black history, and a lot of people get kind of nervous about that because they've been told through media, perhaps, that there's only one history and we don't need to have black history, we don't need to have whatever histories. And they try to cut off that narrative, that story. They don't want to really incorporate it into the full history. And I think that's foolish. Mm. But theology itself is the history of the kingdom of God. Because it's not just a, a bunch of ideas about who God is that are off the cuff now. It is the history of what all has been said about God. It's all about what God has said to the people over thousands of years and how we interact with those truths and how it's shaped us and how it's moved us forward. And an idea of where it's going, because theology mixed with prophecy carries us forward into not an imagined future, but one that's seen by and inhabited by God. Right. We need to know theology, but remembering that it is a continual process of the family of God learning who he is in their times and helping the next generation discover who he will be in their times. What's consistent about God and what is inconsistent about history and culture around us and how that sometimes butts up against the consistency and the constancy of God. So let's talk about theology. What is it that we need to learn about God, and how do we learn it? Well, there's a couple of scriptures there. Yeah, so we looked up some scriptures that were examples of when the Word of God was read out loud. And there's some great examples in scripture that talk to us about how theology was taught Mm -hmm. to the public. We read in the Old Testament in the book of Nehemiah, where Ezra reads aloud the scrolls that were found in the temple and reminds the people of where they came from. Mm -hmm. You came out of Egypt. You had this horrible time in captivity, and you came out. You were set free. You were liberated. And you built this kingdom, and then another kingdom came in and carried you off to exile. And now there's an opportunity to re-engage in our culture and to be the kind of people that God really calls us to be. And then in 2 Kings and in 2 Chronicles, the story of King Josiah and how he is commissioned to rebuild the temple after Mm -hmm. the exile. And they find these scrolls in the temple and begin to read them out loud. And the whole nation repents because of the reminder of where they were and what God has done in their lives. Also, we read in the New Testament, in the beginning of Jesus' ministry, they are in the synagogue, and the book of Isaiah is read out loud. It says, as was the custom. So the custom was to remind us of God's story. And Jesus reads a prophecy about himself. Yeah. Obviously, divine appointments, God knew exactly in history where Jesus needed to be at what time to be able to speak the words in the first person. Yeah. So it was historical, but it was also prophetic, and it became the reality of today. So if we can lean into God's truth now, we're going to have to acknowledge the facts of the truth before us. We Mm -hmm. can't ignore it or falsify it and expect truth to happen here and now. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I want to be about pursuing truth in the present and identifying truth from the past so that it will always be truth going forward. Mm -hmm. The number one thing we've read about of why people are leaving the church in this generation, the number one issue, especially in the past 10 years, that people young and old have said is that the church has abandoned 
truth. Mm-hmm. They can't admit facts anymore. Mm-hmm. They can't come to a consensus of what really is happening in the world. And therefore, whatever they say is suspect because if they can't even hear the truth, how can they speak it? Right. That is the number one issue that keeps coming up at every poll about why people leave. Mm-hmm. Not that they're thinking about it because of these things. They're already out the door. Mm-hmm. They're gone. And unless they are convinced by something that the truth exists and that it can be found and that it is real and that it anchors us from the past through now into the future into eternity, they will never come back to this. Mm-hmm. And it's our own fault yeah. because we turned our backs on the truth. Now, interesting thing about the book of the law being found in Josiah, and I'll wrap up with this. Josiah was eight years old when he became king, and it was later, it's 18 years later into his life, so middle 20s, where he was commissioned to actually finally finish paying off the workmen and pay off the bills. They were scrounging around in every drawer looking for cash <laughs> in order to pay the bill. He wanted to make sure the books were clean. In the process of trying to go after what they thought they needed, which was the money to pay the bills, they literally accidentally stumble across the Word of God. Mm -hmm. It hadn't even been paid attention to. He was doing good things as an administrator, as a king, but it was the treasure in the temple they didn't know they had that was about to change everything. They paid the bills, and that treasure was gone. But the new treasure was going to suddenly transform Josiah, and it crushed him. You know why it crushed him? I'm convinced of this. It wasn't because the story was so beautiful about the past. It was because he discovered a God who was present now. So we need to not be afraid of approaching the Word of God today and ask God to show us what is really there. What is it we have missed along the way? What is it we may have forgotten? Show us a new Lord who you are, mm. not who you were, because he is one and the same now. He will be forever. I would say that's my challenge to our listeners when it comes to thinking about history Don't be afraid of, quote, somebody else's history, because if it's real, if there are facts to be found there, it ought to be put in the hopper of all truth because it's the real thing. It's really what happened. We don't need to be afraid of reality. Right. And we can't grapple with those things. We can't turn them over in our hearts and and critically look at things and figure out what it means for us. Or change our mind. Or expand our thoughts. If we hide the truth. Yeah. If we're hiding, we'll never really see all there is there. And we're not going to live in the truth either. So I want to be living in the truth. And so therefore, I'm not going to be afraid of letting someone else's story be told. Mm -hmm. Thanks for joining us on Compassion Radio's 360 this week. We have the articles that inspired this discussion, links to them on our website on this podcast. Just check that out at CompassionRadio.com. We'll see you next Monday for the next Chasing the Word program. There's always gonna be a valley full of shadows Lonely nights when we have tears we need to cry There's always gonna be some prayers that seem unanswered Moments you and me got a thousand questions why But there's always gonna be light that keeps on shining There's always gonna be a hope that keeps us strong Heart sleeping back down upon our knees with dreams that don't work out. But there's always gonna be a light that keeps on shining.
would rather run and hide. Always gonna be times our hearts are breaking when songs are in the key of sorrow and goodbye. But there's always gonna be light that keeps on shining. There's always gonna be the hope that keeps us strong. We always will believe in a love that will not leave us. There's always gonna be. There is so much to be thankful for, even in hard times. Right now, I'm very thankful for you. Your gift of time each day is a genuine treasure to us. Knowing that you're being challenged to live out your faith like never before is a wonderful encouragement to us as well. However you reach out, know that we're in this ministry and this work for you and because of you. Just call or write us today to help keep us on the air and in the field. Our project is to provide more Bibles through our partner, Bibles for the World. Please give generously today so that we can help send more copies of the Gospel of John for new believers, along with New Testaments and full Bibles for those growing in their faith. Many of those Bibles are needed right now in Vietnam as the door stands wide open to receive these gifts and serve the church there. Call 1-800-868-2478. Mailing address is P.O. Box 77160, Corona, California, 92877. And jump in anytime at CompassionRadio.com.